0: Rahim, ala Amma abad. Alhamdulillah. Tonight is the fifth of February in the year two thousand and twenty-four. Alhamdulillah, we moved on to the fourth night that we're going through the exalted and dear life of the illustrious companion, Sayyidina Amr ibn al-As radhiyallahu, And thus far I've mentioned some of the blessed heavenly family members of his August household. However, as is always the case, there's always seems to be a black sheep within the family. So SubhanAllah, With such a righteous and blessed family, you would have expected the father of Sayyidina Amr ibn al-As to have followed suit. But at last, it was not to be. So, our beloved Messiah his uncle was the one who didn't embrace Islam, Abu Lahab. So you notice, amongst the August families, it's rare that they all Embraced Islam. So, Amr ibn al As, unfortunately, it was his father. And his name is Al As ibn wa'il. So, not only did he not embrace Islam, he was one of the deadly enemies. So, this relation is recorded in Tabarani in his Kabir 4 179. Ibn Ishaq, Ibn Hisham in his Sira, page 194 of the New English translation. Al-Haytamiyil Majma al-Zawahid 7-143, half is Ash-Shouqani, Rahmatullah in his Fat'ul Qadir, 5-733, Ibn Jadir in his Tafsir, and Shaykh Maududi Rahmatullah in his Tafsir, volume 16, page 272-3 of the English translation. Ibn Ishaq Rahmatullah he said, It was the habit of Al-As ibn Wa'il, that whenever a mention was made of him, of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he would say, forget about him. Do you not see that he is but a cut off man who has no male children? Thus, if he now dies, his mention would cease and you would also be relieved of him. Upon this, Allah the Almighty revealed Surah Al-Kawfar, Surah 108. So let's look at this. So, Al As, he was always trying to bring down the Prophet and his message. So, when somebody approached him, he goes, Forget about him. So, what was the only angle he had, or he thought he had? He said, Look, he's cut off. His male children have died. Meaning, nobody will remember him. Okay, so why are you mentioning him? When he said that, Allah the Almighty revealed Surah Al-Qawthar. So now it's interesting. Surah al kawthar is the shortest surah of the Quran. Hmm. And it's actually the challenge. Where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, Produce a surah like this. Hmm. So what does it say in that short surah? Hmm. Audhu Billahi bin Shaitanaji, Bismillahir Rahmanir we have given you al-qawfar. Hmm. For rabbika wanhar. Pray to your Lord and sacrifice. Hmm. Inna shani'aka huwal abtar. He that hates you shall be cut off. Hmm. So if you look at this surah, three verses. We have given you qawfar. Qawfar is abundance upon abundance. Allah, Allah has given him so much ending. Why did he say that? Because Allah said he's cut off. So Allah says, how can you be cut off? I've given you abundance upon abundance. Then he says, So the other, pray to your Lord and sacrifice. For solmi li rabbika Now the sacrifice here is referring to the karma. Dhabha is when you slaughter a cow. Or a goat. Anhal is when you... Strike a spear into the camel's chest. This is the better sacrifice. So Allah says, pray and sacrifice. Some mufassirin say this refers to eat. You pray first, then you offer the obligatory sacrifice. And then it says at the end, <laughs> he that hates you, he will be cut off. So who is Allah t'ala referring to there? Yes. Allah. Adding details, Imam Behaki, he mentioned, Rahmatullah Sayyidina Qasim, radiyallahu, had reached the age when he could sit on a conveyance when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala raised him and Al-As ibn Wa'il said, this morning he has been cut off. Thus Allah the Almighty revealed Surah al kawthar This is in Behaki in his Dela'il Nubua. So Qasim was Rasulullah's eldest son. When he passed away, and he mentions he passed away at an age he could actually sit on a beast of bird. Mm. Allah asked on celebrate. He goes, this morning he's been cut off, Abtar. Mm. So Allah Talat said, he is Abdar. Mm. But there's another report. Mm. Sayyidina Abdullah ibn Abbas اللهم, he said, of them I, his sons, sallallahu First Qasim passed away, radiyallahu, and then Abdullah, radiyallahu. Upon this, Allah said, Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam is now Abdar, I cut off. This is in Ibn Asakr Ibn Sa'ad in his Tabakat, and Shaykh Maududi in his Tafsir, volume 16, page 273 of the English translation. So, this surat was revealed about his taunting, Allah asked ibn Iwai'l. So now, who's his son? Ammal <laughs> ibn Al-As. <laughs> so if your father is taking this stance, is it not going to affect you. <laughs> so now, what does Allah, the Almighty and Glorious say? Inna <laughs> abdar. He that hates you shall be cut off. So if Allah Tala is saying al ibn Wa'il is now going to be cut off, how does that work? Hmm. Al-Aas ibn Wa'il thus how could he be described as after? Good question. Hmm. So we know that he had two sons. One was Amr ibn al As. one was Hisham ibn al As. So he wasn't cut off. Allah Allah said he's going to be cut off. So, Qari he clarified in his tafsir Muzhar. One may ask, Al asib Asebene Wa'il left behind sons, and both of them, Amr and Hisham, became Muslims. Thus, how was his lineage cut off? This is resolved, for both of his sons became Muslims. Thus, his the relationship with their father ended. And they did not even inherit from him. There's the cut off. So when Allah says, the one who hates you will be cut off, did Amr or oh Hisham that the inherit? Mm-hmm. They can't. You can't inherit from an unbeliever. So was he not cut off? Mm-hmm. And how about that? For a slap in his face. Both your sons became believers. Mm-hmm. So Allah was mentioning this in Surah Al He goes, He's going to be cut off, mm-hmm. this shaitan. Mm-hmm. So now, Qawthar, just to add this. What is Qawthar? So Al Qawthar is definitely one of the gifts given to the Prophet. And it's the famous fountain on the Day of Judgment, the Hawth, where inshallah all the believers will drink from. That is linked to a river of paradise, which is also called Qawthar. Mm-hmm. There is no contradiction. The supply is from the river of paradise called Qawthar, which is linked to the Hud on the Day of judgment. Somebody asked one of the Sadaf, is that the Qawthar? And he said, that is part of the Qawthar. Meaning is one, one of the blessings which Allah has described as Qawthar. So what else is Kothar? So if you look at all of the views you end up with a, a list unending so one meaning of kawthal also is that he his lineage will continue and hasn't his lineage continued i through hassan and hussein we have affectionately they're called sayyids so his lineage has continued but it's through fatima now why is that important to highlight because normally the lineage goes to the sun but well, because Rasulullah's sons all passed away, he had to go through his daughter. So this is why some of the salaf also said that kawthar is also Fatima. Mm. This is also a view. She was the Qawtar, the great gift Allah Tala promised to the Prophet. <laughs> Another meaning of Quotar is that Allah, Tala, whenever he's mentioned, who always seems to be mentioned with him? <laughs> Rasulullah. So is that a coincidence? Yes. Somebody says, "Say the Shahada." He goes, "La ilaha illallah." What do you say straight away? "Muhammadur Rasulullah." <laughs> you hear the Azan. "Ashhadu la ilaha illallah." The next part, "Ashhadu an Muhammadur Rasulullah." The Shahud, "Ashhadu la ilaha illallah." "Ashhadu an Muhammadur Wherever his name is in Paradise, Allah name and Rasulullah's are together. <laughs> so this is also kufa. In Arabic, the word kathir means abundant. Mm. Qawthar is the intensive form of the word kathir. Mm. So when you get a translation and it says, we have given you abundance, that's not a correct translation. Allah didn't say kathir. He said qawthar. So a translation which probably is more in line is, we have given you abundance upon abundance. So again, all of this what was the trigger for this surah? Amr ibn al-Asr's father, al-Asr ibn al-Wa'a. Indeed, this degenerate would often be seen mocking our beloved messenger along with Uds. In ibn Ishaq, ibn Hisham in his Seera, page 195 of the New English Translation. ibn Kathir Katir, volume 2, page 56 of the English Translation. Hafiz Ash-Shuqani, rahmatullah in his Fat'ul Qadir, 2-147. Ibn Ishaq Rahmatullah alayhi he said, Once Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam invited his people to Islam and conveyed to them the message of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Upon this, Zam'a ibn al Aswad, another ibn al Harif, al Aswad ibn Abd yaghur obey ibn Khalaf. And Al-As Ibn Wa'il they said to him, وسلم, sarcastically, Ya Muhammad, وسلم, if only an angel be made with you, visible to one and all, and then talk to the people on your behalf, I, you would then believe. Upon this, Allah the Almighty revealed. Surah Al-An'an, Surah 6, verse 8 to 9. وقالوا لو أنزل عليه they say why is not an angel a.s. sent down with him وَالِسَلَامَ ولو أنزلنا if we did send down an angel a.s. the matter would have been settled at once and no respite would be granted to them وَلَوْ رَجُلًا وَلَا If we had made it either messenger and angel, we would still have sent him as a man. And we should certainly have caused them confusion in the matter, which they have already covered with confusion. So let's look at this. So here in this authentic report, how many of the chiefs were now being like taunting and mocking the Prophet sallallahu This report mentions there was five. One of them was Al Asib ibn Iwar. He's the chief of the the Sahabi tribe. And look what they said sarcastically. If only you had an angel. Because we know that you're a prophet. Where's the angel? Now look how interesting. Rasulullah doesn't even reply. <laughs> Allah replies. Hmm. And what did he say? Hmm. He quotes them first. He goes, Why is not an angel sent down with him? Allah answers this. If we sent down an angel, the matter is finished. Hmm. Meaning, where's the belief? If the angel comes, hmm. punishment's coming. Hmm. And then Allah says something very interesting. If we had made the messengers angels, he could have done that. Hmm. He could have made, you know, Jibreel a messenger for this. He goes, but he would have been sent in what image? The image of a man. And then Allah says, "You would have been even more confused." You know, you're thinking, "Well, he's not really a man. He's coming in the image of a man. He doesn't, he, he doesn't have desires." So Allah Taala says, "Why are you asking these stupid questions?" <laughs> right? As if they say, "You know, use your loaf." <laughs> but not again, who is one of the culprits that causes the revelation? Al Asy bin Iwad. Another example. In Ibn Hisham in his sira page 179-80 to 80 of the New English Translation, Ibn Abi Hatim, Ibn Jarir in their respected tafsirs, Al-Shaykh Maududi, it is tafsir, Volume 16, page 289 of the English Translation. Sayyidina Sa'id ibn Mina, Mawla Abu al-Bakhtari, he said, Once Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi was met by Al-Aswad ibn Al-Muttalib ibn Asad, Al-Walid ibn Al-Mughidah, Umayya ibn Khalaf, and Al-Aas ibn Wail, and they were respected amongst their people, they said to Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi O Muhammad sallallahu alayhi let us worship that which you worship, and you worship that which we worship. Thus we and you will share in the matter. Hence, if what you worship, is better than what we worship we have taken our good share from that but if what we worship is better than what you worship you will then have taken your good share from that is this not fair upon this Allah the Almighty revealed surah al-kafirun surah 109 let's look at this So again, now how many of the elders? Four. Al Aswad, Al Walid, Khalid bin Walid's father, Umayyah ibn Khalaf, Safwan's father, and Amr's father, Al asib ibn Wa'i. And now they're negotiating. Imagine, what are they negotiating with? Nobody negotiate business dealings. Bartering. They're bartering shirk. Imagine. And who are they bartering with? Not some sheikh, not some Muslim. The one who sent the Quran, who was given the Quran, did Rasulullah, even mother, responding to this? <laughs> Notice, this was interesting. They come in now, and Aradullah is answering. So now we need to look at Surah the not just for blessings. So what does Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala say? rahim Say, O oh unbelievers, I do not worship what you worship. Nor do you worship what I worship. I shall never worship what you worship. Nor will you ever worship what I worship. Yeah. To us, our religion, and to you, yours. <laughs> so Allah basically saying no negotiations. Mm-hmm. If you want to persist with your shirk, do it. But we're not doing it. Mm-hmm. So, note is this the reasoning of those who are convinced of their own stance? The shows they were messed up who was one of the amr's father imagine so now what's interesting about this surah? These very interesting things which are pointed out here with regards to this blessed surah our beloved messenger had instructed one of his companions to recite before going to bed he said recite, to the end and then sleep for this is immunity from shirk. Subhanallah. <laughs> For this is immunity from shirk. I. associating partners with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? So where is this recorded? This is recorded in Nasai, Abu Dawood, number 5055. Tirmadi, number 3103. Ahmad in his Musnad. Behaki, Hakim in his Mustadrak. Number 2077, Sahih. Zahabi, Sahih. Ibn Hiban Sahih. Targhim, number 401. Sheikh Al Bani stated Sahih in Sahih Uttarhib number 605. So it's a flawless report. So look, and who asked? A Sahaba asked, What can I recite before I go to sleep, Ya Rasulullah? He goes, Recite Surah Al What is the benefit of it? It is protection from shirk, it's immunity. He The immunity boost. He goes, The immunity from shirk is Surah Al how simple is that? Hmm. So why are Muslims falling into shirk? They're not reading Surah al Kafirun before they sleep. Bozos, right? Imagine mm-hmm. my God, Big Tabiz on the rest of it, right? But Surah mm-hmm. Right? So when you get to the, you go to come across these brothers, don't argue with them. Brother, my advice is before you go to sleep, eat Surah al Kafirun. Right? And he goes, Why? Just it, brother. And then leave it to Allah and then all of a sudden they'll they their shirk. But we go down Tuhid, to heed this and that. We're going the long way, brother. Just like Surah Kafirun, the Prophet said, hey, protect you from shirk. You'll eradicate shirk. Now, what's interesting. Abdullah ibn Abbas, he said, رَضِيَ اللَّهُمْهُمْا Nothing in the Quran infuriates Iblis more than Surah Kafirun because it is freedom from shirk. one this is in Qurtubi in his tafsir. Think about that. The entire Qur'an, what infuriates Iblis the most, the whole Qur'an makes him angry. But Ibn Abbas said, Surat Kafirun makes him blow a fuse. Why? Because his aim isn't for you to fall into sin. That's just for starters. His aim is for you to commit shirk. So you go going to hell forever. If you've been given an antibiotic from shirk, how do you think he's going to feel? I can't get them. So Surat Kafirun infuriates him too much. What's interesting, the Prophet he would recite Surat Kafirun in the first rakat and he would recite Surat Ikhlas in the second. When? Fajr, Sunnah, the two rakat Surat of Fajr and the two rakat Surat of Maghrib. He loved to couple these surats. So in the Sunnah of Fajr, Kol Yaiul Kafirun first nakat after Fatiha, second laqat, Sunnah Tikhlas after Fatiha. Mm. Same for Maghrib. Abdullah Ibn Umar said, "I saw this with my own eyes and ears. I heard it twenty-five times mm. from the Prophet Sallallahu mm. What did he? Why did he do that? Because these two Sunnahs teach you something. In one hadith in Imam Ahmad's Musnad Sahih, the Prophet Sallallahu heard a person. Reciting Surah Al and he said, This person is protected. Mm-hmm. He heard another person recited Surah Al Ikhlas. He said, This person knows his Lord. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> Surah Al Ikhlas is Surah Tawheed, mm-hmm. and they are both from the shortest Surahs of the Quran. Allah has graciously given them as a gift to us. Mm-hmm. So now what's was interesting which two Surahs were revealed. Due to Al-Asib in a while. Surah Qawfar and Surah Kafir. So what's interesting, he's trying to destroy the message of Islam. was Allah telling? He's repaying us with gifts. Because like you say, come on, any more, any more taunts? I'll throw another gift. And yeah, people read these surahs oblivious. Right? Because they're in the Quran. So note again, now why is it fascinating? This was Amr ibn al-As's father. Amr ibn al-As wasn't a Muslim at the time. So obviously he's an ear and an eyewitness to what's happening. But he later embraces Islam. So how do you think he felt when he decided these blessed surahs? No, he must have been, obviously, greatly pleased in reciting in the book, but also grieving. Why? Because he's talking about his father. Surat Khawfar. Mm. And Surat Kafiu, mm. he must have grieved because my father's been mentioned there. Mm. So note again they had a very special relationship with the Quran. Why? Because the Quran was revealed in their lifetimes, you know, subhanallah. But note again, all praise be to our loving Lord for such endless treasures. Mm. SubhanAllah. Mm. So all I mentioned today was now talking about the black sheep of the family. And sadly, it was the father of Amr, Ayy al-As ibn Wa'il. And not, there wasn't goodness in him. He was not like Abu Talib, who looked after the prophet, loved the prophet, but didn't embrace his not. He was the opposite. He was going all out to try and destroy the glorious deen. And this certainly had an impact on Amr. <laughs> This is why Amr delayed in his embracing Islam because of his father, so not very important to mention not just the nobles of his family, but also those who were, uh, you know, an obstacle in his embracing the glorious truth. Are there any questions if you're not ask? بحمد ابي حمدي سمك اللهم بحمدك اشهد لا اله الا انت استغفرك واتوب اليك وقولنا ان سبحان ربك رب العزه عما يصفون رب العالمين بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم والاصر الانسان خسر الذين امنوا وعمل الصالحات ورب الحق ورب الصلاة